Congrats, how are you doing? Uh, happy New Year to everybody. 2023, our first podcast of 2023. My name is Amy Campbell. Uh, good to see you all again, and I'm here with the usual suspects, my partners in crime who've been going uh, going with this ring cast steady since September, The Bard and Sean Fitzgerald. On behalf of The Rink and The Ring Cast, hey guys, what's happening tonight? What's up? What's going on? Yeah, Bardo, how you been? Bardo was affected, ladies and gentlemen, by Th- Southwest Airlines. Um, what a rock, rocky road for you, Bardo. And so now let's talk about a miserable hockey team. But how yeah. you been? have you recovered? I've recovered. It all was good down in Florida. Um, made it back. Um, managed to get a flight home on JetBlue. Thank you, JetBlue. And did you, uh, did you try to steal a kiss from Minnie? Uh, <laughs> no, I did not. Minnie was impossible to uh, to find. Um, you have to like sign up for one of these things. They're behind a cave. It's, it's, it's like, you know how Disney works. You got to pay for everything. Love it there. But... <laughs> Last two years. Well, yeah. Was. And Sean Fitzgerald, how are you, my friend sporting, a, am... sporting a Boston hat tonight? Is this some wow. sort of supporting Jake DeBrusque, you know, now headed to the, you know, the, the IR? The IR? Was no, it's a, a Boston Red Sox 2004 World Series sunflower edition wow. hat from the 47 brand uh had a uh i it for a while and uh realized i had enough points to pay like 10 bucks for it so uh got uh ordered it and then my order didn't get through i finally got it so just thought uh, you know i'm a sunflower i like it our time well, you'd, be, you'd make a lot of friends in my neck of the woods with a lid like that. So appreciate you wearing that tonight. For sure. Um, before we get started, folks, quick shout out to our sponsor, P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y in all caps.com, puckhockey.com. Use discount code, the rink in all caps, 10% off. If you spend 100 quid, you get a free t-shirt. So folks, the, the time is coming where, uh, well, first, the Blackhawks are really, really bad. I think we can all agree on that. A lot of times we debate a number of different things right now. That is not debatable. As of right now, the Blackhawks have eight wins on the season. They have one win um, in the month of December, and I think have one win since December, since the beginning of December. If I'm so, they have one more win than us. Good. One more win than us. There you go. There you go. But the Blackhawks are really, really bad. Eight wins so far. They are the worst team in the NHL right now, and that was the plan. If you're tired of, of bogus hockey, if you don't like the way that it looks, sorry, folks, it's going to be here for a few more months and things are going to get tricky. But, but help is on the way. If the Chicago Blackhawks finish in the cellar, in all likelihood, the way that the NHL lottery works. Now, if you are going to look up the NHL lottery right now and to find out how it works and how, you know, the different ping pong balls and everything, uh, it's pretty much written in Sanskrit. It uh, is very difficult to understand. So what we'll give you is the Cliff Notes version right now. Sanskrit, you, you majored in a 3,000-year-old dead language. <laughs> I Latin. Latin is the best I got. Latin is yeah. the best I got. Yeah, PCU. If you haven't seen PCU from 1993, see that. Um, at any rate, if the Blackhawks finish in the bottom three of the NHL or finish, if they actually do finish dead last, which is part of the plan, <laughs> In all likelihood, they will draft in the top three in the lottery. I think if they have a 55% plus chance of drafting in the top three, and the way that it goes, they have something like an 18.5% chance or 19% chance of picking number one, which is greater than any other club if you finish in the basement. The bottom line right now, folks, is you're hoping the Hawks finish in the basement. You want them to have the number one overall pick. And why is that, folks? And if any of you have uh, not been paying attention in the hockey world or been living on the moon, the World Junior Tournament has been going on. The Blackhawks have five prospects in the World Junior Tournament. We're going to touch base on those. But the first thing we're going to talk about is a consensus number one overall pick who there is a real possibility that this young man could be wearing the red and black of the Chicago Blackhawks, and that's Connor Bedard who's playing for Canada. He is 17 years young. He looks NHL ready today. He's been lights out in the World Junior Tournament. He's going to go number one. 
We've talked about him. We've talked about Adam Fantilli, one and verse two. Bard, where are you on this right now? Is what I want to know. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> yeah, you were, yeah you we're going to start with Bard. With Bard. Bard, Bard, Bard. But let me let me clarify and go back to what I exactly what I said. I, I loved Fantilli as a prospect. I still do. He hasn't done much in this tournament, which is fine. I mean, it happens. Um, you know, he's whiffed on a lot of one-timers. He's just, you know, he's also playing on a fourth line. So, you know, maybe he hasn't worked his way up and, th and that's all good. But, um, you know, it, the way that I'm looking at it is, look, Bedard is, is you know, far and away the best prospect. And he, he looks that way. Um, you know, I hope he can stick at center. He looks like he can because he's kind of built almost like a bowling ball. He's yeah. like 5'10", 190, and he'll mix it up and just doesn't seem to give a shit. He just he will just roll with the punches. Right. So look, I mean, I, I can't sit here and get my hopes up and say, you know, about this kid. But I got to tell you, I, I have watched also, you know, look, I, I still like Fantilli. I'm going to put those two aside. Yep. Leo Carlson's look really, really good. I've been Carlson, very impressed by him. So yeah. to me, it's like you, you have Bedard here, but I don't think the consolation prizes are really bad because no. those probably go number one in any other draft, probably yep. in the last maybe decade. Yep. So, no, so it's, yeah. It's, it's a very – it's a talent-rich draft. There's no doubt about that. Yes. Um, there's no doubt about that. I, I do think that Connor Bedard has alleviated any concerns that he's the consensus number one yes. overall pick. He does appear to be a generational talent. His skill is out of control, his vision, his shot, um, and just the way he plays. I mean, he's he's got it. Whatever that sixth sense, whatever that and you know, it factor. Uh, yeah, that it factor. I mean, he is he is going to be an impact pro for a very long time. Shawnee, what are your thoughts on this? And have you been watching Connor Bedard? He's setting goal records right now in the tournament. Yeah, I I've tuned in just to watch him. Um article too. Pierre Lebrun wrote an article for The Athletic about how Yamir Yager was in the tournament at 17 and he played well, but he played well. And Bedard is playing beyond that. Yager never dominated a game or took over the tournament like Bedard has. I mean, he willed Canada to uh, to beat, was it Denmark when they were down two goals? And he willed them back into it? When he like, got to the semis, the win to get yeah. to the semis? Yeah. He's just... He is by far the best player, and right. I and I get everyone is just saying, um, is he a center? Is he a wing? I think if you put him on the ice, it doesn't really matter. I don't he's think it matters. That at all. talented, he's yeah. going to impact the game on every shift. He's on the yeah. ice, so the center, the wing debate, it doesn't matter. Like he's that good. Yeah, and yeah. whoever ends up with him is going to get a a great young player. Hopefully, he stays healthy and plays for a. a a gajillion years, but like uh, Bardo said, Carlson and Fantelli are two uh, really good prospects too. Um, and then even if you get fall to fourth and you get Mitchkoff, um, he's still a really good prospect. The only thing yep. is being from Russia, the KHL, it's going to take him longer to come over, but still. Yeah. If the, if the Hawks, if the Hawks finish dead last top three, is probably in the cards. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think you're guaranteed top, no worse than the third pick if you yeah, finish. If you finish dead last, you are guaranteed top three. And they're so, doing this this eight win pace or whatever it is with Taves and Kane, which is amazing. Yeah, I mean the the Blackhawks are really really bad. They're um, bad. They're best players. I mean, this is this might be the worst team of our lifetime mm -hmm. um, that we've and, seen. And it's scary because Jake McCabe is actually playing really well on defense. Yeah, and we're we're going to talk about Jake McCabe in a little bit, folks. Um, but I guess I, I just from watching the World Junior Tournament, I I have I'm trying so hard. I, I feel like that you know that that six year old who wanted that drum set and it feels like unreachable. And I'm asking for it for Christmas, and my parents are going, "There's no way this is going to happen." But just try to ignore the. <laughs> Excuse me. Basically, I mean, it's so hard to try to put out of your mind the possibility that Connor Bedard can be in Chicago next year. Um, but it's if there's someone that has a chance, the best chance right now, if the season ended today, the best chance at getting this kid is the Chicago Blackhawks. And it's crazy to think about that 
there's the possibility that maybe Taves and Kane could exit. And you're saying, oh my gosh, we just lost these two guys and an era is over. And then Bedard comes in and you're all of a sudden, you know, the another exciting ticket in hockey uh, based on this one player who's totally taking over hockey games. If they get him, that's almost the equivalent in a way. It's not really, it's a little different, but it's almost like going from like Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck or Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's what it's like. That's like basically having a star player, you know, a potential star player for God knows how long. You know, we just went through a decade or plus with uh, with Kane and Taves, and now here we are with potentially getting another kid who could be another Crosby. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, there there might be some (laughs) – Here's the thing, and, and I'm going to mention this, and I'm incredibly biased. And Sean, I'd really love to hear what you think of this. I, I am, okay. I'm incredibly biased when I talk about the Chicago Blackhawks. I recognize that my favorite team is a big market hockey team. I also am a conspiracy theorist, just in general. What I'm, I didn't kill Kennedy if that's what you're alluding to. I no, I'm saying it would be a league-wide travesty. And a failure of the NHL if somehow he ends up in Phoenix and is on the Arizona Coyotes. I, I can't, I've said this before, folks, and I'm sorry, I'm beating a dead drum, dead horse, whatever you want to call it. If Connor, if this type of NHL player is playing in front of 5,000 fans for half of his games for the first three years of his NHL career, it is a loss for the league. It is lost money. It's insane. Arizona Coyotes cannot have this player. The Arizona Coyotes should not even be a team, they should be out. If there are conspiracy wins, what, what else do you guys think? I mean, do you think somehow if Montreal could have the top pick overall, the top, the number one overall pick two years in a row, if if the NHL gets involved and just said, let's give it to Montreal again, do, does this kid need to go to a big market? Is money yes. going to be involved? Is there going to be yes. shittiness? Yes. Uh, the Blackhawks okay. make so much sense, too. They do. They're a big market team. Cool. The audience shows up for big market games like TNT, ESPN. If in two seasons or three seasons they're in the playoffs, the ratings are going to be unreal. And the NHL benefits for that. Also, d- despite that all the money the NHL really gets from TV rights is from TSN in Canada, the U.S. is the market for the NHL. Like there's, there's several teams in Canada, but the majority of teams are in the United States. Yeah. So he's if he goes to if he doesn't go to Chicago if he goes to Arizona it's it's an absolute joke like right. it's it's just the NHL, I don't even want to think well go on I don't even want to think about it it'd be like um it'd be like Patrick Ewing playing for the Charlotte Bobcats or something like that mm-hmm. like in that draft <laughs> yeah I mean I, I and there there could be some other I mean Columbus could they're pretty low right now. They can end up in the top three. They're not a if you yeah. Chicago, Anaheim. The NHL loves putting the Blackhawks on prime time. They love it. They they put them on prime time even when they're terrible like they are now. They make sure because they know people are going to be like, oh the Blackhawks. They won they've won Stanley Cups in the not so distant future. Like people who didn't follow the day to day inner workings of the Chicago Blackhawks are still maybe going to tune in, especially if they have a marquee name. It's just like if some casual fan was watching, was flipping through, and they saw the Edmonton Oilers, and they were in prime time. And they're like, oh, that Connor McDavid guy plays for them. Maybe we'll tune in for, for a mm. few minutes of that. That's what the Blackhawks would be with – that's what the Blackhawks would be with Bedard. Yep. Well, they always say the NHL is better with, you know, the original six and, and them all doing well. So, I mean, that's, that's just a fact. And the NHL is also not the NFL where it's like the NFL you could put – your best anyway, player in the game anywhere and it doesn't matter and they'll be stars, you know. The yeah. best pl- best player in the game is in Kansas City. So biased as I may be, but still, I mean he's you know, the best player in the game and he's in Kansas City. So and it's a very small market. So and yeah. but they put they're on national TV how many yeah. times like they they might the, they might as well be the Sunday night football team. Yep. So yeah, that's the Dallas not, Cowboys. Right. I mean so I, I guess if 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 Bettman and his buddies get together and they're probably saying, look, they're they're Okay. So there's two ways this can go. One is Bettman can get stubborn and say, I've tried everything to make Arizona work. I, I you know, I'll, I'll never give up on Arizona being a hockey place. I've got to give him a dart. It's my last ditch effort. 
It'd be selfish and it would be unbelievable. It'd also be a, a very Batman thing to do. Yeah. Um, but if he's smart, the people around him, I'm hoping are saying, look, you, you can't have this one. Uh, he needs to land in Chicago. He needs to land somewhere else. So folks, again, we're talking conspiracies here. Well, you know, it, it, is, also- is, is this legit? Is the lottery legit? Do we, we don't actually see the ping pong balls rattling around. They just basically hold up cards and say, here's who's got the pick. So we don't see the stuff behind the candelabra, if you will. So maybe it's a conspiracy. Maybe it's not. Bottom line is he needs to be in Chicago. Hawks need to keep tanking. Uh, so if you didn't believe in the tank, you better now. <laughs> I, and if you, I, and if everybody who was the first month of the year blowing up our Twitter feed saying they're not going to tank and the people are going to be buying at the deadline, I hope you all are vindicated for saying, wait, be patient. This is going to work. Like this is how it, like there's not enough talent on this team. And now I, I feel, I feel yeah. vindicated. I totally agree. And, and, you know, I'm with you on that, especially because, you know, if you think about it right now, it's the most positive thing the Hawks have going for them right now is the fact that Connor Bedard is starring right now and people are finally realizing, like, putting two and two together and saying, oh, my God, they actually have a plan. They may actually tank and get this kid. So yeah. that's kind of like the it's, – it's almost like the aha moment is what they're having. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. They're like, oh, we can't tank. We can't tank. We can't trade Kane. You know what? We got eight wins with Kane and Taves. Trade him. Let's get, let's get him out of here. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it, no, totally agree, Bardo. Totally agree, Bardo. I, yeah. And, I think I think it's just – I. I uh, for me, anyway, I'm using eye language. I don't want to speak for anyone else. I'm just alarmed at how good this kid is. I mean, I just, I, you know, you watch highlights and it's, oh, Fantilli and Bedard and, ooh, the debate and Carlson. And you can go on YouTube and then you watch these games and you go, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is, he's pretty lights out. So speaking of the World Junior Tournament, folks, there are Hawks prospects there that are drafted by Chicago, that Chicago own the rights to three of which are going for a gold medal right now, up to nothing when we began the show. I don't know what the score is off the top of my head. Um, so there's Ethan Del Mastro, who is a fourth-round pick in 2021. Is that right? I think that's right. Uh, okay. I think you're correct. I'm looking that up right now. I should have had that ready. Sorry. I'm usually Johnny on the spot with that stuff. He was a fourth-round pick in 2021. Yep. 2021 fourth-round pick, Kevin Korczynski who is the Blackhawks' first overall pick, seventh, the Blackhawks' first round pick, seventh overall, the 2022 draft. And Nolan Allen, which was Stan's last draft pick, which I believe was 32nd overall, the Blackhawks' first round yep. pick um, in 2021. Um, that was part of, I believe, part of the Seth Jones trade um, because they needed to trade down to get Jones and then gave up a bigger pick. At any rate, those three are going for a gold medal right now. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. You know, Korchinski, his time's not ready yet. He's played limited minutes. He got a goal. It was great. Um, obviously the team he's on is pretty stacked. Um, his time will come young kid. He will probably be in this tournament next year. Uh, Nolan Allen kind of looks like a guy he's doing fine. Um, but Ethan Del Mastro is the one that seems like he's standing up. Um, he played 27 minutes last night. Um, in the semifinals against uh, the United States, gave Bedard a disgusting feed on the doorstep. Yep. Uh, to make the game two one when the U.S. had come out two nothing. Uh, Bardo, what do you think of Del Mastro? I mean, this I this kid looks. Yeah. I mean, I, look. Let me caveat it like I always do. They're all prospects until proven otherwise. But this kid is not. I I don't think he's left the ice after the game was over. I think he stayed on the ice and stayed in the same uniform and and everything and I don't think he's left the ice he he is impressive I mean he's big he's like six four he's got to be well over two bills he's um you know he, he can skate pretty well he's got good vision yeah. you know he can throw a little lumber out there I mean to me he's he's good I mean he could be ready sooner than later I mean he's probably yeah. the most pro ready out of all of them and I will say this out of Nolan Allen I mean we not a lot of people like that pick they thought it was a reach when, uh, uh, when Ray, Ray does yeah. not love that pick. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> love it either. I mean, I, I thought it was just one of those. It was kind of a blah pick. But he's actually, you know, improved his game. 
He's shown right. a little bit of wheels. Um, you know, he, he's grown, I think, the offensive side of his game and because mm-hmm. he's been he was known as a defensive guy. But yeah. he, you know, he's okay. I mean, I mean, will he be a second or third pair? I don't know, but to me, I think he's got potential. Yeah. He's a guy. So yeah. the well, Blackhawks I mean, are high on him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Del, Del Master, I mean, it, this is his third season in the OHL. You know, he turns 20 in January. You're going to see him in camp. You know, yep. I think there's there's the possibility that, you know, again, I, I we don't know what the makeup of the Blackhawks roster is next year. Will he be able to come in and compete for a spot? I don't know. I mean, you'll have some older defensemen. We don't know if Jake McCabe's going to be moved. You know, you will still have Seth or uh, Seth Jones around. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they, there's already articles out about how they need to keep Seth or or Jones um, yeah. because of his cap hit because they don't know how the Blackhawks are going to reach the floor. Never thought yeah, we'd have yeah. articles there. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. So, no. um, at any rate, um, but I think Del Master, I don't he he's going to be an NHL player. I mean, he could be a pretty good one. Yeah. I'm not going to say he's going to be a Norris Trophy Hall of Fame or anything like that, but I think he could be a steady, steady player. And I could yeah. see him and Porchinski potentially as a, as a pair down the road. Yeah. yeah our, our guy, uh, Scott Powers of The Athletic, put out an article uh, last week, and he said um, beyond them, the Blackhawks are higher, or obviously Korchinski. They're hoping Sam uh, Rinzel. I'm sure I butchered that. I'm to Gates' no, yeah, pleasure. Um, they're also higher on Kaiser, you know, Wyatt Kaiser that everybody loves. Yep. Dalmastro, Vlasic. And then they think some combination of Allen, Phillips, Regula, Roos, Galvis, Creever, and Mitchell can be in the NHL future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if we're running out of time on Regula. I mean, I, I know I've always been a, a big advocate but I was hoping by now he would have made that next step and he hasn't. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Um, but Del Mastro, I, I, I would not be surprised if next year he shows up to camp and they give him every opportunity to make the club. I agree with that. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, to me, it's, it's exciting that half the starting, I mean, look, half of the six D are Blackhawk prospects. That to me is pretty cool. Yeah. I'll yeah. take that. Yeah. Yeah, and this is only this is only the beginning, boys. Like this there's gonna be this is only the beginning. Like um Korchinski probably will be in the AHL next year and maybe get some time in the NHL. Del Mastro, uh we'll probably see more of Vlasic next year, like Renzel in the USA next year. Yeah. Then they've they've yeah. got one more. Um, you know, they've got uh Sternberg, if you will. Um yeah. Sternberg, who played on Sweden, uh, another – I can't remember where he was drafted by the Blackhawks, Victor uh, Sternberg. Um, but anyway, he had a huge goal in a quarterfinal win shorthanded over Finland. Finland. Um, which was awesome. Now, I he does um, – now, I think he, he could end up, uh, you know, being a useful player. But at the same time, he does kind of have that bottom six look to him. Um you know, where he, uh, you know, he has penalty killing capabilities. He's probably going to work in the dot uh, pretty well. You know, maybe a, a third or fourth line center in the NHL just seems like his style. And it looked like that in the tournament. It's got pretty good speed, but a little bit of a choppy stride. Not as much of a playmaker, but just kind of has a nose for things. So, you know, who knows uh, where he where he will land. Um, I'd rather have a pipeline of those guys than have to go and spend stupid money on bottom six guys, you know? Exactly. I was thinking the same thing, Barlow. Those guys you can probably find a lot easier. And to me, it's like, let's keep building those guys and, you know, and developing them and replacing them so we don't have to overpay for some stupid stuff. Yeah, well, you know, Stan Bowman, you did one thing right in your final draft that we know about, and that's with – Two fourth round picks, number one hundred four and number one hundred five overall. You got uh, Sternborg and uh, and Del Mastro. So yeah, you know, those are those are two pretty good picks in the fourth yeah. round. If you're gonna if you're gonna do it, that's a good way to do it. But I I agree. I think Del Mastro is definitely it was the best Chicago prospect easily in the tournament. I mean, he's Canada's best defenseman. Yeah, um, and I think a lot of people a lot of people if they said you know it, you know obviously it's Bedard's tournament. He'll be player of the tournament, but if you were right. to list uh, top five, 
Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they said, who's the best defenseman in the tournament? Del Mastro uh, was. Yeah, was if they have an old tournament team, he's, he's a lot to get on. Yeah, that. He, he, might be, he might be on that. That that defenseman from Switzerland that the Dallas Stars picked, I thought was lights out. Mm-hmm. That guy was so good. I can't remember his name. I should remember his name. Anyway. So let's talk about the trade wins. So I, I, I think, you know, one of the things that is going on right now are that everyone said, well, Wait till the new year, and then the conversation with Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane and their agent uh, separately. <laughs> they have the same agent. They'll have separate conversations. Pat Bryson. I don't know if it's Bryson or Brisson. I just read it. I was going to say Brisson, but yeah, Brisson, I don't, I don't, I don't I, heard it. What's that? But what Brisson. Brisson. Maybe it's Brisson. Yeah, we, we, we do not know. Um, so um, at any rate, those conversations, if they haven't happened at some point, the conversation of do you want to leave Chicago is coming. It's imminent. It's going to happen at any time. Who's staying? Who's going? Okay. Kane and Taves. Let's put let's let's just talk about them briefly. We've been we've been talking about this a lot. Uh Patrick Kane has not had a great season. Um, by Patrick Kane's standards, it's easy to say, well, it's not his fault. He doesn't have anyone to play with. In years past, he has made good players. Great. He's had some very bad line mates in the past and he's still scored a lot this year. It's not happening at that rate. Uh, maybe some of that's age, maybe some of that's disinterest. Maybe some of that's just like, I'm just tired of, you know, getting kicked gutter to post, um, around. So Patrick Kane out of here. Is he going to ask for it guys? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. I'd yeah. say so. I, I think when, right. I, when he does get traded, I think we're going to see the old Kane as opposed to an old cane, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, th- I think he just mentally is shot. I, I think he's just done here. I think he's, I, I think, I don't think he's done here necessarily in a negative way. I think he's trying to make it work. And I think the writing is just on the wall that it's just, they're, they're ready to move on. I think yeah. he's re- getting ready to move on. Um, yeah, I think the outcome of, of the season so far is basically telling him that he needs to waive his no trade clause, move on. He could always come back. He's going to get his number retired. You know, yeah. he could sign for a year and, and, you know, in three years if he wants, you know, and come back and try to make a last run. So who knows? But yeah, I think I think he's gone. Yeah. Sean, you feel the same deal? That's going to be it. I, I do. I think he's, yeah. um, I think it's a, a done deal. Yeah. I think um, by his just by his play, he did. I mean, you can't, you can't, you can only do so much. Even like when he made some guys that weren't as good better, these guys just aren't even in that category. Yeah, it's That's not happening I, anymore. No. Yeah, it's it's not happening. And I, I think he's at that point of his career where if you put him on a line with good players, then all of a sudden, Bardo, to your point, we're going to see he's, the old Patrick Kane just spark mm-hmm. up and go, okay, now this is fun again. <laughs> yep. Well, and you, and he's he's a he's a big time, big game player. Big so game you player. put him in a you put him in a playoff race, or somebody who's going to the playoffs. Like we're going to see the old Showtime. Yeah. Yep. I think he's going to he's going to be uh, rejuvenated. The lights, the bright lights, bring out the brightest stars. And I think that's. Yep. Uh, that's well, I like that. Game. Yeah. So I now Scott Powers and Mark Lazarus, Lazarus. Lazarus of the athletic, you know, they just released an article where they started talking about some of this. They still believe I do too, that he's still first round worthy that you can still get a first round pick for him in some format, maybe a first round pick, maybe a, maybe a prospect. I don't think it'll be as heavy of a load as it would have been three months ago um, or over the summer for that matter, as much of a haul back, but do you guys still think first round minimum minimum minimum? I think first I think, yeah. and then yeah. a prospect and maybe a contract uh, of a young player or a bust or something like that. Um, yeah. I mean, look, Br- Brandon Hagel got us two first round picks. This is Patrick Kane, who's going to the Hall of Fame, you know, walking in backwards. So, um, right. yeah, I, I, I still think he'll get him definitely a first round pick. Yeah, most likely a prospect, maybe two right. first round picks, and. You know, some combination, I think it's going to be two to three assets. Just by by moving. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Shawnee. No, I just – I've started with this point on on the Patrick Kane deal a couple of times. I think – I can't think of it. Charlie Rillamidiotis or however you say his name on – Charlie R. Yeah, Charlie R. 
uh, said it that the starting point is what Claude Drew, what the Flyers got for Claude Giroux. You got to start at some variation of that. They got a first round pick. They got Owen Tippett, and they got a third rounder. Right. So I think that's 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 the bottom of what you asked for. I think. Yeah. Well, and so. I think- yeah, just by trading Patrick Kane, if and when it happens, and if it does get a, a 2023 first-round pick, then the Blackhawks are doing exactly what they did in 2022, with, and they've got three first-round picks. Yes, um, which is gold. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're if you're picking, if you have six first-round picks over two seasons, and then a guaranteed two more in 2024, mm-hmm. um, things are pretty cool, I guess, for lack yeah. of a better term. Let's move on to Jonathan Taves. Jonathan Taves, um, there's there's so much speculation about him. He he is a very usable usable. God, that sounds so bad. What am I? What earth am I saying? Useful hockey player yeah. for a playoff team. Usable. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's definitely the new year, and I definitely fell asleep for two weeks. Um, I'm still asleep. Yeah. He's. I mean, he's going to end. Up, this is a guy who this year will probably be finish with twenty plus goals. I mean, he could be a 20 goal scorer this year and he's top three in the league every year in the dot. Who doesn't want that guy? So, you know, I, I guess the big rumbling that's going around right, right now that a lot of bloggers and people that speculating, people that aren't in the conversations with Taves and his agent is that does he just still want to be this guy in Chicago? Does he still want to be Johnny captain? Does he still want to be the leader? Does he, can he be in a different role as a player? and be able to embrace it. Cause he wouldn't be that guy. If he jumps onto a contender, he's a second or third line center, more defensive responsibility, uh, counted on chipping in, but doing, you know, his role will be different. He's never known anything else than being the captain and being the do everything guy. Mm-hmm. Will that limit the Hawks avail- uh, ability to trade him? Will he just say, no, I just don't want to do it. Sean. I, I've questioned that reading those posts too. I guess my thought process would be if he's traded to a team where the current captain is deferential to him. Um, You remember, I believe it was, um, what was the year of the Soldier Field uh, outdoor game? Was that 2014? The the Canadian Olympic team, Sidney Crosby was named the captain, but he went to Jonathan Taves and said, hey, are you okay with this? before he was named captain of Team Canada. So I think if Taves is traded into a situation where the current leader or something is deferential to him or shares that leadership role with him, he might be able to make it work. Um, That's why I still think New Jersey and a young team, because then he's an older player, he's a leader. They're going to be deferential to him, look to him for his experience and those qualities that he brings. I think that's the perfect situation for him. If he goes to a team where there's like, um, yeah, that that's the whole thing. But if he can't find that fit, I think he stays. Well, I still remember in, two, in 2010 when Canada won gold and Mike Babcock after the tournament, you know, when everyone was talking about Sid and the golden goal and Babcock came straight out and he just goes, this was Taves' team. Yeah. Yeah. This, <laughs> this was his team. Um, Bardo, you were about to say something. Yeah, no, I think, um, I mean, the other side of the coin about where he can get traded, I mean, I heard some rumblings about Boston, which is interesting because it's a veteran-laden team, and it's like, how would he fit? And, you know, I I read something, I think, this week that almost compared him to, is he sort of the, you know, this year's like Antoine Burnett, you know, a guy could score a little bit, but, you know, where his value is is as kind of a shutdown guy, as you know, as a face-off guy, penalty killer, you know, power play, you know, be that third line guy that kind of slots right in. And if you need to move him up, you need to move him up. It's fine. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm 50-50 on whether they're going to trade him. I mean, he is having, you know, I guess the more productive year than Kane, but you know, he does have a little bit more of an injury history. Um, you know, he is a rental. He's probably going to cost a lot, and I'm sure teams are going to want to. Have him yeah. eat some salary. Have the Hawks eat some salary. So it's yeah. it's going to be an interesting thing, and I think there is more emotion played in this one than there is the Kane one because I think Kane's checked out. Taze, yeah. I think he has a legacy that he mm-hmm. that he kind of wants to be like 
that Tony Gwynn, that guy who spends his whole career in one place. Stan Makita. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, and I, you know, I also, a lot of people are saying because of the the amount of salary and, and, and what he would bring to a team that it might have to be a three-way team trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's been thrown out there a lot um, yeah. because of, usually you, know, you pay double for that kind of action, Cotton. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you that don't know, Sean is Sean is quoting ESPN eight, the Ocho, the Ocho, the Ocho. Um, but I, you know, three teams might be involved. But then, then the other side of that too, and that what no one's talking about is, you know, people are saying, oh, he's never known anything being the leader of a team, but maybe he doesn't even want that anymore. I mean, think about that. That could be pretty liberating. I mean, heavy lies the crown. Um, to be think, he's relieved on the burden. I was gonna say, I think for him, it's just gonna be by default he's gonna be a leader. And I think it also depends yeah. on where he goes. Right. You know, Boston, it's just gonna be I'm just looking to contribute, you know. Um, I just want to be part of the team and be a fit. I mean, in, if he goes to a team like New Jersey or Buffalo, I mean that they're, they're gonna look to him because he's got experience and they they're gonna want to lean on that. So. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, you know, I also think with the the Boston chase, if he goes to Boston, they're not going to lose a faceoff. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, if they're again, their centers are are Bergeron, Krejci, and Taves. That's yeah, ridiculous. Unreal. You know, I, the Boston thing. You know, Boston. You know, I, I talk about Boston all the time, obviously, because that's the team I hear about the most living out here. But yeah, uh, you know, Jake DeBrus just went to the IR. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't know that Boston will have the assets for Patrick Kane but they might be able to be involved in a Jonathan Taves deal. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think a first round pick would be easier for them to give up if they still have it. But I mean, right. I don't know their prospect pool very well. And I would imagine it's not they great. Have, they have one good one, uh, Fabian Lysel. Yes. Know, you know, he's, he's in Providence right now. He was in the world junior tournament. He did not have a great world junior tournament. Um, but I mean, other than him, their prospect pool is pretty thin and I would doubt that they would want to part ways with him. And that, you know, if I'm, if I'm uh, if I'm GM, if I'm Kevin, um, I'm I'm saying I'm saying if you want Kane, it's going to be a first, and it's going to be Lysel. And if I'm Boston, I'm saying, well, we're not doing that. Goodbye. I just threw out a team um, without even actually thinking about it, which is Buffalo, because they're playing really well. Well, they're in the midst of a playoff race. They have a pretty stacked prospect pool. You know, could they be a team that's a fit for Taves? I mean, obviously Kane, we know he's from Buffalo, but wouldn't it be ironic if? Taze is the one that traded up there. Wow. They would they could really use a guy like Ryan O'Reilly up there in Buffalo. Well <laughs> <laughs> said. Very Oops. true. Yeah. And then I, you know, they have no cap space at all. The Carolina Hurricanes are another team that I mean they've they've been playing such good hockey. Yeah. Um of late. But I, I don't I don't know where they would factor into trades for either one of these two guys. I don't think do you think no. do you think um while we were discussing this, I was just thinking about this. Do you think um, why can't I, Kyle Davidson is going to be willing to take prospects back, or does he want picks? I mean, because- I, I, if there's good prospects, you take him back. First of all, I just called him Kevin, and he's Kyle Davidson. I'm just you know not older than I. I. You watched Home Alone too many times, I guess. Um, GM Kevin, GM Kyle Kevin! Davidson. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin. Um, but no, I. Yeah, I mean, if, if you have good prospects, get them. I mean, if they've got kids in the system, if they've got a 20-year-old who is a, a late first-round pick, I'm sure who's playing somewhere, you're going to want that kid. I mean, a lot of times the, the prospects come from, you know, guys that they probably had their eye on in the draft a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, and now yeah, they're, and, and maybe yep. they're available. I think that's kind of one way to look at it. The other thing is with draft picks, it's kind of like, you know, you almost get to control your own destiny, so to speak. You can kind of pick the player you want and you've been scouting and it's kind of fresh blood. You develop him the way that you want to develop him versus him right. kind of taking a detour. Um, so, yep. yeah. And then also these assets can be flipped for something. So, right. Yeah. I yeah. just I just wonder because of um, what Davidson did with Jabrinkit, how he got draft picks back and every player thus far that he's traded with any significant value from the Blackhawks. He's only taken draft picks back. That's just my thought process on it. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, let's let's move on from those two. We talk about them a lot. Jake McCabe's name has come up. Jake McCabe has actually had a pretty good hockey season. Uh, yeah. He's on a bad. He's having a, a good season, and he's on a bad team. Uh, tough luck for him. 
His name has been linked with the Edmonton Oilers. Um, Edmonton is just dying for defensemen. They need somebody. McCabe would actually be a pretty decent fit there. What would he what would he command in a return? I mean, I I can't imagine it would be much because Edmonton would be taking on his salary of four million a year. For which is a lot for him. Which is a lot two for two seasons him. after yeah. this one. Right. So they'd be taking that. So I don't know how much more you'd get in return. I mean, Bardo, could you get a second rounder for McCabe? Maybe it depends maybe. on the market. I think it depends yeah. on the market for him. I mean, maybe you get a second or third or a second and a fifth or something, but um, you know, look, I think it really just depends on what the market is. I mean, you know no. how it is. It's supply and demand. I mean, if they can create some sort of a bidding war for him, then yeah, they, they may do that because Edmonton may be competing to, you know, may want to keep him away from somebody in their division. And then all of a sudden they'll up the ante and say, Hey, yeah. we've got, we've got three second round picks. We'll give you one of them. So. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, I, I, I won't be totally bummed if they can't move McCabe. Um, I mean, I, he's not easy to move. It might be Edmonton or bust <laughs> at that, at that point. I don't know who else would open their doors, maybe a Toronto, but they've got yeah. no money. They've got they no know. space to add him. They can't so, add him. Yeah. The Hawks um, may, need, they may need to eat on there on, on yeah. his um, salary, but I mean, I don't want to get into the nuances of it too much, but isn't there a whole? Isn't there a rule that you can only eat a certain percentage? Yes, just- you can only re- you can only retain fifty percent of two contracts. Right. So, right. so they need to find out first what's going on with Kane and, and Taze before, before they yeah they can't right. entertain any salary eating until they find out what's going on with those two. Right. So and then, all of this has to, I mean, it's, it's, it's a big mess, but, and that all that has to play out, but right. I, I mean, look, I think even on a cup team, I think McCabe can be a four or five defenseman. I won't say that he's definitely a, a second pair defenseman, but yep. I definitely don't think he's just a third pair. I think you could put him in as a fourth, maybe, but maybe a fifth defenseman. So no, no, but, I, I mean, yeah, he's, He's the only defenseman on the Chicago Blackhawks right now that you don't notice, and that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, you know he's he's 29 years old. He might he might play in the NHL for five more years, maybe if that. Yeah. If you're playing for the Chicago Blackhawks and you're plus, and you're a defenseman right now, yeah, uh, that's impressive. Going on. Yeah, which is yeah. really impressive. Yeah. So, so there's another. But again, we talked about the Hawks next year having to hit the cap floor, right? And so I mean, there's. You know, the the other thing that, that could help them hit the cap floor, and this has also come up lately, is the idea of extending Max Domi and yep. not trading him when the whole concept of him coming originally was sign him for a year and flip him at the deadline. He's had a decent year. Um, it sounds like he really likes Chicago. You don't really have to – you don't have to overpay him. You could give him a modest raise. Well, that, that's you. the thing. I mean, I, I don't I don't love it. But is a Max Domi a, a fine cap hit for a rebuilding team? If yeah. I mean, because what what can you honestly get for him? No, uh, fifth. I, mean, I, I think you have to see what the market is because here's the thing: right. it's only a one year deal. You could always bring him back and give him the raise. Yeah, and and have an asset with him. So yeah, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know if he went out and tested the market. And just didn't get traded. Was an unrestricted free agent this summer. Who's picking him up? And for more than a year, not that many people. So if I'm his agent, the Blackhawks offered him a two-year deal. I'm jumping all over it. Yeah, I think so. And I'm just saying, buddy, you got to do this, and you got to do it now. Um, you know. But there, there were even rumblings in the Athletic the other day that 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 he and his his agent and um, Kyle Davidson were actually talking about a possible extension. Now, I mean, I if if the deadline approaches and you're not going to get anything more for Max Domi than fourth, fifth round pick or some sort of spare part and nothing too glamorous, then fine, just re-sign him. Yeah. I mean, you do need to hit the cap floor. Yeah. I mean, you need bodies to hit the cap floor. Well, the the other good thing is that you know, even if you do trade him, you could also become the graveyard. And get assets, you know, for if a team wants to get rid of, and that goes to the whole point that uh, Fitzy made about, you know, a three-way deal. You know, if, right. if you do something with Taves, and that requires you to take a bad contract, that all you do is like, right. you know, stick on yep. IR, then that yep. bad contract could come with an asset. So, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a shell game. You got to play around with it, but um, you know, I, I think 
they're in a good spot. It's good that they they are going to be, you know, at the cap floor. That's I think that to me is something you can figure out. At this point, it's about acquiring as much talent as possible. Yeah. I mean, I don't I also, you know, just thinking about other Hawks, the other, you know, rental was Andreas uh Anacio. And I think that, you know, he he's someone that I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't know who's going to be calling about him. Um, I mean, they would have been better off trading him in November. Yeah. Um, when he than, was on fire. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I just don't, he's one of the, he might just walk out the door this summer. <laughs> I, don't know. I just don't know what kind of value you can get in return. He might be well, one think, of those. Yeah. If anyone calls and offers any sort of anything, draft, you pack his bags. Yeah. yeah. If someone calls and says six round pick for him and future considerations, I think you just do it. You just go, okay. Yeah. I think those are the deals that happen after like at like three fifteen. If the deadline's at three o'clock, you be at three fifteen. You always see that litany of like, you know, deals that come through of like, you know, guys that are more or less bottom six forwards on on contenders. I mean, to me, he's a guy that's a speed guy, and you know, speed wins in the NHL. So to me, I think there'll be a place for him in the bottom six. I, I, I'm yep. kind of optimistic that he's going to get traded, but it's going to be like you said for peanuts. It's going to be for like a six round pick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it'll be low, and I I don't I mean the, you know the only other player that I think you could get maybe something back if something someone's looking for a fourth liner and they're getting really desperate is Taylor Radish, um, maybe, but I don't I don't know what kind of return you get there. He's been okay this year. Yeah, he's he's cheap and he's yeah. yeah. I mean he's he's pumped. He's twenty four years old. He he plays a tough brand of hockey. He's pumped in ten goals so far this year. I mean, it's pretty good for him. Yeah. Um, but I do you think he's going to have a market um, because he's, you know, controllable. You know, he's cheap. That? Sam Lafferty. Lafferty. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. a market. Yeah, but, it, yeah. but again, you also like some of these guys are cheap labor for a rebuilding team too. Right. And I, you just really bag of bones, Jack Johnson. Yeah, I mean, you just right. You just need to think about that. I mean, it's like you're. If you're not getting anything of value in return for these guys, then just either sign them on the cheap or I mean, I'm fine. If if Taylor Radish comes back next year on a one year deal for one point five million dollars, great. Yeah, whatever. You know, Jack Johnson, I would probably no, just trade Taylor Radish is under contract price. next year. Oh, yeah. Radish is under one more year. Okay, good. yeah, Radish and Boris Kachuk are under right. contract at seven. Just keep those guys around and hope you know hope they do well and trade them next year. I don't know. What about Jason Dickinson? I was going to say, I look to trade Jack Johnson because, you know, I just feel bad for the guy. I mean, I know he was probably just looking for a job, and I think he was expecting to just, you know, play and then maybe get flipped at the deadline. Just just trade him. Don't keep him here to to rot when there's only three people in the stadium. So uh, in in the uh, United Center, rather, I'm aging myself. But does uh, does anyone trade for him? Does anyone just try to – I would give him for considerations. Yeah, yeah. Just say, buddy, if you want out of here, we'll just make it happen. Yeah, I would trade him for cash. Yeah, yeah. Computer yeah. considerations and an autograph, and offer autograph album by Jack Johnson. There you go. Yeah. Now you're talking. It's good music. Yeah. yeah, cool. Well, folks, stay tuned. Um, any other any other parting shots tonight before we break? We've got some pretty bad hockey still to be played. Um, by the Chicago Blackhawks in the next in the upcoming weeks, but folks, like it, it's been a long start to the season, but things are about to get interesting in Chicago. They are. I mean, we are going to reach that point. We're we're weeks away from the deadline. The trade deadline is in March, and this is where things are going to start to get interesting, where we might say goodbye to some old faces. Any parting thoughts, Bardo, Sean? I know that this is painful to watch if you're watching just the NHL club, but you got to think big picture. This is something that they they should have done a couple of years ago. I know I've preached that, um, but I think it's just preaching patience and just continue to, you know, hope that they make some smart moves to, you know, at the trade deadline and, and draft well, and hopefully the ping pong balls fall their way. If you want to go see hockey, go check out the Rockford Ice Hogs. They've got a, a blend of, uh, veterans and some prospects they're playing all right uh go check out the they're 19 and 10 and check out the, the rockford ice hawks go see them play the wolves there you go like in uh in rosemont there i uh if if they hadn't played like the day after christmas i would have gone yeah not, yeah, not a bad take not a bad take and folks uh you know tomorrow night lucas reichel will be playing for the blackhawks 
Um, the Blackhawks actually have an opportunity to win a game tomorrow. They are playing against the Arizona Coyotes, who we're hoping will not get Connor Bedard. Everyone in the world that follows hockey should hope for that. And um, they have a chance to win tomorrow night if you're looking for a night where the Hawks have a chance to win, but you should be rooting against them regardless. Yeah. The tank is the motto in Chicago right now. Yeah. Very I mean, I don't, tanking. I don't think there's, there's a bigger, there's been a bigger tank job for a prospect, maybe since Mario Lemieux. I mean, maybe since the Penguins, you know. You don't think Buffalo's tank job for uh, Connor McDavid was? Yeah, and then they didn't get him, so maybe that yeah. that was conspiracy too. Maybe the league didn't like him for doing that, but yeah, but I don't know. I mean, but but they did get Eichel, um, and obviously that he didn't work did. out. Didn't work out he in Buffalo, did. but a damn good hockey player. And you know, a lot of people are also saying that Adam Fantilli is the best college hockey prospect since Jack Eichel. So we want Bedard. If it's anyone in the top three, you take and you're and and you start building from there. But um, but yeah, and don't what, forget you still have another pick in the first round. Yep, but in you you two, folks, at least two. When that when that lottery, you know, becomes revealed in May, folks. If you have ever thought in your life about being a season ticket holder for the Chicago Blackhawks, you better have that website ready to roll and have that number on speed dial if they get that number one pick. Because mm-hmm. uh, or. Or if somebody outside the top 11 gets the number one pick, the team with the worst record gets the number one pick. Interesting. I just read that on Tankathon earlier. Uh, I don't know how they do this. Yeah. That's yeah. The, uh, cool. the first overall pick is awarded by Ping Pong. Only a team can jump 10 spots. If a team from 12 to 16 wins the first drawing, the first pick will remain with the worst team. Okay. So we're rooting for those guys too. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Ring Rats, for tuning in. Uh, we will be back, and especially as uh, as these trade rumors really start to heat up, we're going to have lots of shows and we're going to have lots to talk about. Um, thank you, Bardo. Thank you, Sean Fitzgerald. And um, I'm Andy Campbell. You all have a great night. Thanks for listening.